2: Downs in political history. We just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real
1: boys. Monday night, a new group of truckers is just arriving. It's not stopping. It's only getting bigger. Just got word that this one's supposed to be a hundred vehicles, so. Awesome, keep them coming, keep them coming. another one's coming guys it's not stopping it's only getting bigger look at that still going still going still going up and over the hill
2: (laughs) that's the sound of freedom ladies and gentlemen and it got me thinking of an old hip-hop song that i used to listen to every single day they see me rolling they hating, patrolling, they trying to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that honking, those lights, that is the sound and the sight of freedom. And Ben said, as as you heard in, in, in uh, his little commentary there, like he said, it's only getting bigger. It's only getting bigger. And this is what we expected as there was one central location that truckers would continue to come and continue to come. A lot of them didn't have a schedule freed up to actually make the convoy, but now that there's a central location for everybody to come to, it is getting bigger. And Ben said it's getting bigger by the hour, okay? Now, he and others are actually there, and they're like, the amount of people that are coming in that weren't here the day before is massive. And do you notice that nobody, not a single person, CNN, on CNN, on Fox News, on MSNBC is really spending a lot of time on this. I think collectively I've seen maybe about five to seven minutes of coverage on mainstream media, and I looked everywhere for it. I looked everywhere. I think I got about five to seven minutes of mainstream media, and most of that was talking bad about the trucker convoy, and the left's narrative is, why are you there when all of the COVID restrictions are lifting? Well, because there's still an extended federal emergency just so they, if they have to bring it back, they can, and the truckers and the people in the People's Convoy want that gone. They don't want that, they don't want that to be a possibility. It's not only get rid of everything that you've ever done, stop everything that you're doing now, but make sure that it never happens again in the future. Now, from what I understand, there are going to be some, uh, some Republicans, including Ted Cruz from what I hear that we'll be talking to some of the, orga- the, uh, the organizers of these, these different convoys that met together and to try to get some kind of a, uh, some movement in, in, in our federal government. I don't know if that's going to happen. I've asked Ben what he thinks is going to happen. He says, really, we're kind of just, every, we're taking it day by day. We, we could not tell you what's going to happen. Our local news isn't even talking about it. It says a, uh, Arizona Kingman number one. Amen. It looks like a lot of people have uh, Truth Social. I do not have Truth Social yet. Um, I was 196,000 in line, so hopefully pretty soon. Uh, Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die Granite state of New Hampshire. And it's an honor to be here every single day with you. God bless you. I see some faces, some, re, uh, some familiar faces coming back to the show. Corn Pop is back to the show. God bless you. I, I see what you said about the podcast. I got that. Thank you very much. Um, Jeremy, think about cost personally to these truckers. Wow, I know. The cost to these truckers alone is, is with, especially with diesel fuel the way it is and food and everything else, everything being up through the roof. And that is why we the people have to help them. And we have been. I believe there's almost $2 million that's been raised. Every time they stopped on the way, they've been fed. They've been hosted very, very, very um, kindly and compassionately by every city and town that they've stopped in. So we're going to make sure that they're okay. We're going to make sure they have the resources that they need. And, um, you know, peoplesconvoy.org, that's where you can go. But. It definitely is going to get expensive for them. I don't know how long it's going to last. Again, even with the inside information from people there, I don't know how long it's going to last. I really don't. Uh, True Social isn't even available for PC or Android. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, from what I understand, they had about uh, uh, over 100 million people. Pre- like, I don't know if 100 million people signed up or pre-signed up, but they had over 100 million people that were that were, you know, clamoring towards the website or the app or anything they could get to when it was at first announced. And it's just been building from there. So I, my guess is they just can't let everybody in at once. Cause they don't want it to, uh, they don't want it to collapse because it would, it would $20 won't put much gas in my car says feral mom. No, it won't. Let's do some shout outs real quick. Let's go over to, uh, let's go over to Getter. I want to do some live shout outs over in Getter. I see Sherry is watching. God bless you. Jennifer loose. Uh, loses thank you very much she says it's 429 in delaware right now mary robertson i have an apple and it's on well good thank you very much for letting us know keith day is in the building gas is 555 here johnson and cruz just called the truckers we just got word that johnson and cruz called the truckers so that's good news uh as we get news coming in we will make sure that um that uh, we let you know. My friend sent me a picture, LA of gas 729. And remember that speech that Donald Trump gave when he said, if you guys vote Biden in gas will be seven, eight, nine, some probably even $10 a, a, a gallon by the time they get through with it. Well, I guess, I guess he wasn't wrong. Was he? I guess he wasn't wrong. If we're seeing $7 a gas, $7 a gallon in some places, uh, Jay Mahoney says what up from Hutchinson, Kansas How you doing? Lee's Designs is in the building Let's go back over to Rumble We've got Crystal How you doing? Good to see you Crystal Rick Lilly is in the building Thank you very much T Mitchell is watching Cami Ramsgate God bless you and thanks for watching Angel Girl says good morning LFA family Love everyone How you doing? Good to see you We've got Angel Fit 987,000th on the wait list Wow that is definitely up there um Tim from Michigan is watching. How you doing, Tim? Darlene from Michigan as well is watching. We've got Mima. Becky, Becky from Oklahoma is in the building. Carol from Pennsylvania, good to see you. Jamie, uh, look like I didn't see where you were from, but good to see you. Um, let's see. Lisa's in the building, how you doing? And Lauren, good to see you all. Thank you for joining in today. It's uh it's great to see you guys. Um, we're gonna go right to the Lord, folks. Because this morning's newsletter was, um, was a good one. And it was titled, Looking Forward to Your Daily Tasks. Looking forward to your daily tasks. And uh, the verse of the day is going to come from Philippians 4.8. So if everybody's got their Bibles, uh, a lot of people do like to join in with the verse of the day. So if you have your Bibles, I want to give you the time to go to Philippians 4.8. eight. Okay. All right, here we go. Philippians 4, 8 reads, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. So what were those things again? Truth, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable. If there is excellence, find it in these things. Now, when we think of these things, uh, we think of grandeur things, right? We don't think of just everyday things like getting up and being able to breathe. Getting up and being able to move. Getting up and be, being able to experience love. You know what I mean? These are all things that we 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 look at the grandeur things in life instead of the small things. But we need to look forward to those those things, every one of those things. We need to look forward to everything that we do every day that fits into those, those categories. How many times have you said to yourself, Oh, I'm not looking forward to work today? Or, oh, I don't want to have to do this today. I've said that a million times, folks. I used to say something that came to my mind when I read this verse today, and that was if we just changed one letter in our sentences, life would change completely. So instead of saying I have to go to the office today, you say I get to go to the office today. Instead of saying I get, uh, instead of saying I, I hate sitting in all this traffic. Try saying I get to sit. In all of this traffic. If we didn't have an office or a job to go to. Then we would be in a worse place. Than we currently are. Because we wouldn't have a job. If we didn't have a car. Then we wouldn't have to worry about traffic. But we also wouldn't have a car. To go anywhere. We need to start looking forward. To our daily lives. If we look forward. To everything that we do. Then we will be happy. To do them. We look forward to vacations. We look forward to time off of work. We look forward to family get-togethers. We look forward to holidays, etc. So why not look forward to go to work? Why not look forward to spending time with coworkers? Why not look forward to going to parent-teacher conferences and other things? We pray that God can open our eyes to see the good things in everything. And we pray that he helps us look forward to life in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Folks, it's, it's all about looking forward. Looking forward to the future. Looking forward to our path. Looking forward to helping people. Looking forward to trials, tribulations. Looking forward to those stumbling blocks. Looking forward to those speed bumps and roadblocks. Because we can look forward to those. We can look forward to learning how to get around those things, how to get over those things, how to get through those things. Every little thing we should look forward to and not have resentment against. Amen? All right, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Please remove your hat. Whoa, we've got some donations coming in through Rumble Rants. God bless you. I don't know who did that yet. I'll look in a minute, but let's go to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Let's pray for those who have the extra to help financially for the show. Let's pray for those who don't have the finances To to uh, to help fund this show, because it's them being here that gives us this great congregation. Let's pray for this congregation that God has given us. Let's think about this beautiful, wonderful family that we've all become a part of through life from America. While we say the Lord's Prayer, here we go. Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I have had some people say, you know, it'd be really nice if you said, in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of the verse of the day, I always do say, in Jesus' name, amen. I just like to do the Lord's Prayer the way that Jesus instructed us to do it, so I try to copy his exact words. I know some people say debts and debtors rather than trespasses and trespassing. I get that. Um so I'm just doing it the way that, that, that I was instructed. And, uh, I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Okay. All right. Moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, today's show, we have spent enough time. I think looking at Biden's face, looking at Zelensky's face and looking at Putin's face as it pertains to the Russian Ukraine conflict. So today we're going to bring it back home folks. Today, we're going to focus solely on, on the United States of America, at least all the way up until the end of the show when I pl- want to play you a quick small video about that. But, however, we need to bring our focus and our eyes back to the United States of America because when they can get our focus off of the problems here in the United States of America, when they get us our focus off of the uh, stolen election, when they get our focus off of the fact that Tony Fauci seems to be missing and they're lifting all of these Vax and Max mandates according to science, when we get our focus off of all of the bills that they're trying to pass, all of the sneaky things that they're trying to do, well, then we almost get caught ourselves uh, off guard, because look what almost happened in Arizona. If it wasn't for us being able to keep our focus on the things that are happening here in the United States of America, and if it wasn't for us being able to be laser focused on what they're trying to do behind closed doors, then Arizona might have been lost forever When it as it pertains to precinct uh, committeeman strategy, okay? And we caught it, and we caught it just in time so that the legislation there could go like, whoa, whoa, we've been duped again because we didn't pay attention. Look, folks, it's all about attention to detail, okay? We cannot be like, oh, look, a bird. We cannot be like, oh, look, over there, what's that? No, 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 we have to be laser-focused and we have to have attention to detail right now because, folks, those little tiny details is what, whoever can focus on those, the tiny details that aren't talked about in the mainstream media, the tiny details that actually have... Uh, They they have a lot of uh, weight to them, but yet nobody's talking about them. Whoever can capitalize on those small, tiny details, the best and the most will be the dominant and winning party in the United States of America. And it will be the life or the death of the United States of America as we know it, depending on which party gets it. You see what I'm saying? So we need to focus and we need to stay laser focused on the details. Because like I said, we almost lost Arizona with this precinct uh, precinct committee man strategy. We almost lost it yesterday. So let's get right back to it, ladies and gentlemen, because in Washington State, God bless you. Thank you so much for the rumble ranch, you guys. I got, thank you so much, but we're going to go to Washington State for a moment. I don't mean to, uh, you know, downplay your guys' donations, but we we have a job to do here. Here we go. Washington State, 30 let me repeat, 30,000 notarized, lawful affidavits were delivered to Governor Inslee's office pertaining to the irregularities and the laws that were broken in the 2020 presidential election. 30,000 notarized, lawful affidavits were delivered to Governor's uh, Governor Inslee's office and other state officials. And guess what? They refused. They refused to accept the 30,000 affidavits. This is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff we need to continue to stay laser focused on because we cannot allow this stuff to happen. We cannot allow them to refuse 30,000 affidavits that were literally legal and notarized and brought to their place of concern.
3: Well, I'm Brianna. I'm the founder of the Washington State Tea Room, and we are a statewide movement that is focused on freedom. Basically, we believe in the Constitution, we believe in our state constitution, the the, uh, United States Constitution, and we feel like our state has drifted far off course. So as is our right, we have come here today to speak directly to our state representatives, Governor Inslee, Denny Heck, Lori Jenkins to be specific in this building, mm-hmm. um, and Attorney General Bob Ferguson. And uh, we've brought basically sworn witness testimonies, affidavits, notarized affidavits from thousands of people around the state. So, like
4: 60,000, right?
3: 60,938.
4: 38? 37?
3: So, yeah, that's going to be in two servings. So, this is the first serving. Um, and yeah, we've got them piled up on dollies and hand trucks and we've been copying and working on this for the past year. So we're excited. It's
4: quite the culmination of a lot of effort.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And sorry. I, I like to no,
0: good? happy
2: jazz. dance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you heard her say 60,000, 60,000 in total, but 30,000 is on this batch. They brought 30,000 on this batch alone. So they're going to be bringing another batch of 30,000 apparently in the future And, uh, but like I said, when they get these, when they bring these into the building, they literally dismiss them. They do not take them, they do not accept them. And that is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Inslee's office refused to accept service or sign for the documents and sent the servers to A.G. Ferguson's office. A.G. Ferguson's office refused to sign for the documents and instructed the servers to leave the boxes of documents for the governor and the AG in the foyer. Murray and Cantwell's office refused to open the doors. Jenkins' office refused to sign for the documents and instructed the boxes be taken to the mail center to be scanned for bombs and stated the boxes would be delivered by the mail center after they were scanned. Lieutenant Governor Heck's office signed for the documents and took service. Wow, all that runaround just to get somebody to sign for him, and and Lieutenant Governor Heck's office actually signed for the documents and took the service. A G didn't do it. The A G didn't do it. The governor's offices didn't do it. None of the uh, none of the, uh, the the offices connected to them, like Jenkins' offices. Uh, did it and, it and they ended up having to do the runaround and go back to the lieutenant governor's office now who knows what they're going to do with them who knows what they're going to do with them but they are lawful they are notarized and they are sworn affidavits from the people and last i checked we were a government of the people by the people and for the people not of the government by the government and for the government amen so ladies and gentlemen this seems to be a strategy that was put together by mr mike lindell Of MyPillow.com I'm sure all you know who he is I'm sure you know who Mr. Mike Lindell is by now but folks this seems to be a strategy that he has been working on for the last three months along with um, uh, state AGs and the same state AGs that were that were initially signed on to go and go to the Supreme Court with Mike Lindell as a plaintiff rather than just a defendant from Dominion Now, we all know that that got pushed back, and the reason that got pushed back and got pushed back again was because the state AG said, look, there's processes that we need to go through in order to get to the Supreme Court and then have the Supreme Court say that we actually have standing to be there. And if we don't follow these processes, then we are not going to be able to have our day in court. So Mike Lindell brought all everything back, and he did what the AG said. Now, apparently, the AGs are suggesting that this be another form of uh, another step taken in order to make sure that, look, we did everything that we could. We did everything legally possible to have our voices heard. And the state and federal government has decided to ignore that. So we need to petition to the Supreme Court to hear this evidence. That is where this is going. Now, if you remember, not two weeks ago. Mike Lindell delivered thousands of affidavits to Governor Kemp's or uh, Raffensperger's office, excuse me, uh, Secretary of State Ra- uh, Raffensperger's office in Georgia. And I don't know how many were there. There were trucks. There were, there were SUVs full of boxes. There was, you know, umpteen thousand like there is here. And now they're doing it here. So be on the lookout, folks, for this to continue to happen. This is a very, very uh, calculated strategic effort. Mike Lindell is involved, AGs are involved, and other, and other folks are involved in, as well behind the scenes, including, including Mr. Donald Trump. Okay? So isn't it odd that Mike Lindell has to keep doing this? Isn't it odd that our elected officials, like, where in the H-E double hockey sticks is Senator Cruz? I get he just called the convoy, but why isn't he doing anything with this? And I'm not just specifically speaking and picking on Senator Cruz. I'm picking on every Republican senator who doesn't have the spine, the courage, or the whatever it takes to get involved and be, uh, you know, accompany these affidavits. You know, maybe state representatives should be accompanying these affidavits to the, uh, to the governor's office. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, high-ranking high senators and, and, and other Congress people besides Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorne, and Matt, Matt Gates could actually stand uh, with the people and get those political prisoners of January 6th released. It seems to me like the elected officials that we pine over and love so much and share their videos and say, oh, look what he said here. Look what she said there. They don't do a darn thing other than make Facebook and Instagram videos about what they're going to do or what should be done. Well, look here, Sean. Here's what we need to do. We need to stop letting the Biden regime do this and do that. We need to, st- we need to focus on American energy production. Yeah, How many times are you going to say that before you actually do something? There's a big gap between talk and action, ladies and gentlemen, and it seems to me that our elected officials on both sides are all about talk and no action unless the action is on the left to destroy the country and on the right to sit back and let them do it and just say, ba- and just say things that, like, you guys shouldn't do that. You know you shouldn't do that. You know you shouldn't do that. So here we have Mike Lindell, a friggin' pillow guy, excuse my language, but a pillow guy from crackhead to CEO... Who has to stand up and fight for this country and people wonder why everybody's got a promo code. People wonder why he's he's on everybody's station including mine. Because we stand with him, that's why. That's why. We stand with the guy. Now speaking of that, Mike Lindell was with Carrie Lake last weekend at her rally. And Mike Lindell was interviewed by Jordan Conradson. So I'd like to go to that interview. It's a few minutes long. Let's listen to what Mike says. You know what? You might get sick of hearing him. You might get sick of hearing the same thing over and over about what he's fighting for, but at least he's doing it. You know what I mean? At least the guy's doing it. I would have never partnered with the guy and, and helped him sell pillows and, and, and mattress toppers and everything else if I didn't believe in what he was doing. Here's the video of him getting interviewed behind the scenes at the Cary Lake um, event this last weekend,
4: and I've I've uh, endorsed seven candidates, and I look at what they've done uh, for this country with with uh, with the election that was stolen. That's what right. they and, you know. Carrie means she was she used to work for terrible Fox News who doesn't say anything, and she just got tired of not being able to talk. You know? Right, and uh, I think that's amazing that she in spite of in spite of her in spite of her. Uh, um, you know, quitting her job, she quits her job. When people that quit their job and sacrifice everything because they need to do what's right, and that's what I really like about Carrie. That's right. Yeah, stolen elections a huge one. Arizona getting ready to decertify. So is Wisconsin. Yeah. What has President Trump said to you about these brave state legislators across well, the country? Talk, when I talk to him, we talk about this all the time, and we say, "What a miracle it's been." Right. I tell him it's been a miracle that it didn't get that it didn't get overturned way back a year ago. Because if it did, we wouldn't have found out all these great new candidates. We wouldn't have found all the, the cowards that are out there. That's right. The, uh, the rhinos. We wouldn't amen. have found out the criminals. All this stuff is bubbling up. And amen. I, what I say about them legislators is said, you're gonna you're either going to be two things, a traitor, or you're going to be a hero. There's no in-between this Whoa, time amen. legislators out there. Zero in-between, traitor or hero because if you're gonna if you're not gonna pull down these states if you're not gonna do your job you had a chance a year over a year ago you got a second chance now everyone knows everything's there all the crimes there the, the crime's right in front of them they've seen it all and they got to do it they got to pull them down and if they don't, they're as guilty as the cover-up as the people that did this to our states and our country. That's right. Well, I, I hate to say it, Mr. Lindell, but we have a lot of traitors, a lot of treasonists out there. What's next if if we can't get the rhinos on board? Well, then uh, we've got a class-action lawsuit that I've uh, been working on for five months, mm-hmm. and all these machines are defective. It's going to be the biggest class-action lawsuit. Within about two weeks, it'll be launched. The biggest class action lawsuit in American history, in world history. The most important lawsuit ever. Now, I want to stop Mike right
2: there. Like, I know Mike's, Mike's, he's a salesman, right? I'm not saying he sells snake oil. I'm just saying he's a salesman. And salesmen often get timelines wrong. I, myself, have been a salesman for a long time. Salesmen often get timelines wrong. We overpromise because we want to do good. We don't overpromise because we want to you know, screw somebody over. And I think Mike Lindell sometimes gets a little bit ahead of the cart and says within about two weeks, within about two weeks. But you got to understand something about, A, Mike Lindell, and B, lawsuits of this size. Number one, if he says he's going to do it, he's going to spend all of his money to do it, just like President Trump. President Trump wouldn't surround himself with people like Mike Lindell if the guy wasn't serious and much like President Trump. Number two, you get one shot at this stuff, one shot. In Mike Lindell's case, he's going to get two because if this class action lawsuit finally does go through, he's not only going to be a plaintiff, he's also going to be in a defendant against Dominion because Dominion has sued him. So in the, in the defendant case, he'll be able to sh- prove everything and show all these affidavits and everything anyway, and he'll be able to do it on the plaintiff's side. So the guy's really got two chances here, and you got to love him for that. You got to love somebody who tries for that. Let's continue the uh, interview.
4: Because it's going to get rid of the machines. They're going to be deemed effective. Like if you buy a car and you're driving a car and you go turn to the right and it turns to the left, that's a defect. This is a product defect. They're supposed to give you elections, a fair election, one vote, one in, one out. None of them do that. None of them know. Dominion, ES&S, Hart, Diabold, Smartmatic, they're all the same. They were built to steal your country. That's right. How can we help your lawsuit? How can we support you, Ms. Listen Liddell? up, close. You can support the lawsuit by going to frankspeech.com, going there and going down and sign the petition. And also, if you're a county clerk or commissioner or you know of one, have them fill out the form there because they can be a plaintiff on this lawsuit. If you just want to help out, everyone, you can buy my pillows, all my products. You've helped out so much. Use uh, use uh, the promo code. You guys have one right there at Tech. Hey, Wait, it. I don't yes, know what do. it is. I think it's hundred. I think GP. it's T- TGP. TGP. Yes, I TGP. believe TGP. So. You guys are great supporters of my pillow. Use that promo code TGP, and you can save up to sixty-six percent on all the products. I know. I- now, see what I like about what Mike Lindell there did there is he didn't just say go
2: to my pillow and buy stuff because it helps me to fund this stuff. He told him how to get involved and how to talk to people in their areas first, and then he went to the financial part about it. That's how you know the guy's sincere. He didn't go right to the money. Now we got breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Biden has put an American embargo on Russian oil and any kind of energy coming from Russia. So, if this loser does not open up the Keystone pipeline now and start pulling his bans off of federal drilling and start fracking for uh, natural gas again, then, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to see that $10 a gallon. This guy's an idiot. These people are morons, they are straight idiots. Now, if they did this in order to ramp up gas and oil production here, that would be a good thing. But the morons aren't doing that. They're literally virtue signaling here, and they're trying to punish somebody who's not going to be punished by this just so they can go over and beg for oil from Afghanistan, I mean, uh, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and Iran. I mean, these people are so stuck on stupid, it's not funny. So stuck on stupid, folks. And that's why it's, it, it, it kills me to say, hey, we're not where we need to be with our donations here yet because how in the hell can anybody even afford it? Excuse my language. It's so ridiculous. So that's breaking news that just came in. What an idiot. What a moron. Again, if he opened up the, Key, uh, the Keystone Pipeline today, if he... Uh, if he, if, he, if, he, if he stopped the ban on, on drilling on federal uh, lease uh, property, and if, he, and if he started fracking again, we'd, I'd be like, good job. Good job. We shouldn't be buying oil from them anyway. But that's not what he's doing. It's not what he's doing. He's robbing Peter to pay Paul, and he's looking for a handout. What a loser. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lindell, definitely, definitely a hero. Let's keep supporting him. Let's move on. Speaking of the Supreme Court that Mike Lindell will be fighting two cases, plaintiff and defendant, I believe, in my opinion, and you might agree with me here, and if you do, I need you guys to do a huge, huge round of sharing here. I believe that Justice Clarence Thomas is by far the best judge on our Supreme Court bench. If you agree, don't only give me an amen or say I agree. Do me a round of sharing, ladies and gentlemen, because Justice Clarence Thomas has now asked and requested that the Supreme Court reevaluate Big Tech's immunity under Section 230. Now, this is big news, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe it's part of President Trump's plan as he breaks out with True Social going into the midterms and then announcing that he's coming back one way or the other. I believe this is part, thank you, CBAC, God bless you, of one big plan. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know why big tech is so powerful and so strong, it's because they have the same kind of immunity that Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson have. And it's time to end it. It is time to end this. But if you agree, ladies and gentlemen, that this man that's on your screen right now is the best Supreme Court judge we have, give me an amen and share the video. Here we go. Let's get into the statement, or the story. Justice Clarence Thomas issued a statement yesterday afternoon about the denial of Um, In the Jane Doe versus Facebook case, in his statement, Justice Thomas called for the Supreme Court to address the proper scope of immunity under Section 230 in an appropriate case. Justice Thomas narrated that it's, quote, hard to see why Section 230 is protecting the big tech from liability for companies' own acts and omissions. It's hard to see why the Protection 230 grants publishers against held strictly liable for third parties' content should protect Facebook from liability for its own acts and omissions, Justice Thomas stated. Quote, here, the Texas Supreme Court afforded publisher immunity, even though Facebook allegedly knows its systems facilitate human traffickers in identifying the cul- and cultivating victims but has nonetheless, quote, failed to take any reasonable steps to mitigate the use of Facebook by human traffickers because doing so would cost the company users and the advertising revenue that those users generate. So by the fact that they're facilitating illegal activity, including stealing an election, by the way, folks, including misinformation and lies coming from the left, including misinformation coming from our own federal government, if they were somehow found uh, that they were liable in something and they were sued, not only would they be sued for billions of dollars in the end, but they would also lose all of their revenue coming in from advertisers. Cancel culture. We would cancel culture, the cancer culturers, right? I therefore concur in the, cur- in the court's denial we should, however, address the proper scope of immunity under 230 in its appropriate, uh, in its appropriate cases, he said. Calls to repeal Section 230 have, be, have become a rallying cry for conservatives who argue, as petitioners did, that Section 230 has strayed far from its original uh, origins and its text, text, and that big text needs to be reined in. The law is a section of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Which shields internet companies acting as intermediaries from liability based on what users post. Under the current version of Section 230, platforms such as Facebook Twi- and Twitter are not publishers and are not re- are responsible for defamation of similar claims based on user created content that violates the law. The case presented to SCOTUS involved an adult male sexual predator who used Facebook to lure a 15 year old girl to a meeting. The predator repeatedly raped and beat the girl and then trafficked her for sex. The girl, known in court documents only as Jane Doe, escaped and sued Facebook in Texas court, claiming that Facebook violated the Lone Star State's anti-sex trafficking statute and committed various common law offenses. Doe's statutory sex trafficking claim was permitted to go forward, but the Texas Supreme Court dismissed Doe's common law claims, ruling that they were barred by Section 230. Well, isn't that convenient? Justice Thomas agreed that SCOTUS's refusal to consider the case was correct, but only because of the procedural issue. Thomas was quick to clarify that he believes it is time to reconsider the protections granted by 2.30. So the only reason that Justice Thomas agreed that the, ju- uh, the Supreme Court shouldn't hear the case is because Justice Thomas is going by law, which his job is to do, not by feeling. And by law right now, the Democrats and the Republicans have both shielded this case from going to the Supreme Court. So, do- so don't mistake the fact that Justice Com- Thomas wants it to be heard, But under the law, which is his job to do, they're not allowed to do that yet. Thomas was clear, though. In a case without this procedural glitch, he would be more than happy to reconsider the rules on how 230 has conferred sweeping immunity on some of the largest companies in the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, Justice Thomas is right here. Justice Thomas is actually doing his job here and not by feeling. And Justice Thomas, if he has any say-so whatsoever, will convince the rest of the court to also hear this, folks. So we're going to go ahead right now and give Justice Thomas... Here on this March 8th, year of our Lord, 2022. (laughs) Justice Clarence Thomas, you, my friend, get the Smarty Award of the day. And again, I believe he's our greatest justice that we have. Now, continuing to stay with the the, uh, Supreme Court for a minute, okay? Biden took a huge blow to his weird dictator-like rule to have all military men and women weakened physically by taking the vaccine when a a federal judge ruled that Navy SEALs who submitted religious exemptions were to be allowed to continue service without getting jabbed. That was a huge loss for the Biden administration. It was a huge loss for the Pentagon. And it was a huge win for Navy SEALs and the American people. The Biden administration did not like that, however, so... They are now begging the Supreme Court to overturn that ruling and to demand that Navy SEALs get the jab regardless of submitting their religious exemption. And this is how scumbag, this is how much of a scumbag this administration really is to our people and to our military men and women. The Pentagon asked the Supreme Court to intervene after Judge Reed O'Connor, who we gave the Smarty Award to a couple weeks ago, Granted a temporary injunction injunction to the group of Navy SEALs from taking the Biden COVID uh, vaccine mandate based on their religious uh, exemptions. The decision stopped the Department of Defense from punishing a group of 35 Navy Special Operations forces who refused to get vaccinated for COVID-19. Quote, this application seeks relief from a preliminary injunction that usurps the Navy's authority to decide which service members should be deployed to execute some of the military's most sensitive and dangerous missions, said Solicitor General Elizabeth uh, uh, Prelegar, who obviously is an idiot and a ridiculously stupid human being. The court's preliminary injunction not only prohibits the Navy from applying the COVID-19 vaccination requirement to respondents but also requires the navy to assign and deploy them without regard to their lack of vaccinations notwithstanding military leaders judgment that doing so pose intolerable risks to the safety and the mission's success as covid ships off into the to the uh uh to the distance and and is no longer even a problem in the in the world according to the letter addressed to the supreme court it stated that the court should grant a partial stay for two reasons and we already know what they said because they complained in it anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hope that the Supreme Court says no and denies Biden's uh, request and the Department of Defense's, Defense's request to uh, to give them any relief. Because the relief should be to our men and women in the military. The relief should be to the United States and to the people of the United States of America. America, not to these, not to these rich elitist pedestal, uh, pedestal uh, millionaire, billionaire corrupt scumbags they don't need any relief we need relief we need relief all right moving on from that i want to um i want to show you guys something i think you're gonna like this give me a second here pull that up on a full screen that would be helpful there we go all right ladies and gentlemen we do have some new items On JeremyHarrell.com, specifically for the ladies. So if you consider yourself a lady, or maybe you were a man once, and now you are a lady, here we go. These new items right here, this new item right here. Because of God. Check that out. Because of God, I am joyful, stronger, blessed, loved, um, forgiven, better, calm, joyful, these are brand-new T-shirts in these two colors. Beautiful shirts just for the ladies. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Not for you. For you guys, we've got something different. For you guys, we've got the, uh, the new Armor of God T-shirts. Here they are. Look at that. And they come in multiple colors as well. But, again, for the ladies, we got those new shirts there, so please go to jeremyharrow.com. And check them out. And of course, as we were just talking about, we got to bring up my pillow. The slippers, ladies and gentlemen, get the deal on the slippers now. They come in um, the open heel and the closed heel. I like the open myself a little bit better. But there you go. You got definitely got big, huge slipper sales right now using the promo code LFA. Thank you very much. Let's move on, folks. I want to. Uh, this is the best part of the show. This is going to be, let me get ready here. This is going to be the best part. Of the show, and I'm going to instruct the producer here to make a small clip out of this part of the show specifically, because this is going to give you all the ammo you need to prove to your Democrat colleagues and friends how absolutely hypocritical they are. On for in two re, in, for two reasons. Number one, these Democrats today are saying we should pay more at the gas pump because it saves our climate. Number one, it encourages people to ride bikes or take public transport uh, transportation, and number two. We should enjoy paying higher gas prices if it means that we are uh, crippling Russia, right? Okay, that's what they're saying now. They don't care about high-priced gas, apparently. It's our duty, right? Like taking the vaccine. But number two, the Democrats have been telling you and everybody else that the President of the United States does not dictate the price of gas. Am I wrong? How many of your Democrat friends or how many dummy Democrat videos have you watched on social media that says... Hey, Republicans, hey, Trump supporters, you're so stupid. The president of the United States doesn't dictate the gas. So when gas was low, when Trump was in there, it's nothing from what he did. And now that gas is high, it's nothing because of what Biden's doing. Well, I beg to differ. And not only do I beg to differ, I don't have to beg. All I have to show you is your own Democrat words. And guess what, folks? I don't have to go any further than yesterday to show you how hypocritical and stupid the Democrats are today. I don't have to. But in this case, we're going to go back to 2018. In 2018, when the Democrats decided to stand in front of a gas sign, because gas was too high, even though it was in the $3 range, for liberal cities and liberal states, and they blamed it all on President Donald J. Trump. Let's play the clip of the hypocritical liberals. Here we go.
0: Now, during President Trump's campaign, he promised middle-class families and those trying to get to the middle class that he understood the problems they were facing and their burdens that, quote, he alone can fix. Instead, he came into office and what we've witnessed is a president who time and time again has chosen to side with the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations at the expense of the middle class families of this country. Listen to his words. You a president who, rather than work with Democrats in Congress to help the middle class, Takes unilateral, reckless, partisan, and often not thought out actions that actually do more harm than good to the very people he promised to help. And sometimes it's the actions he doesn't take that do the most harm. Case in point the soaring gas prices.
2: Oh, at 389?
0: Wow. And the president's tax law. Wow. Let me explain. According to energy analysts and experts, president trump's reckless decision to pull out of the iran deal has led to higher oil prices (laughs) these higher oil prices are translating directly to soaring gas prices something we know disproportionately hurts middle and lower income people since a larger chunk of their disposable income goes for gasoline meanwhile the president's tax law which he promised would be a middle-class miracle, has been a boon to corporate executives and wealthy shareholders, particularly the big oil companies. Middle-class families are getting hit in the pocketbook, while oil companies rake in billions in profit, with a huge tax giveaway on top. Now the rising gas prices will, as one economist put it, roughly cancel out the 2018 consumption boost from tax cuts, and is particularly large On the lower end of the income spectrum. Let me say that again. Yeah, please do. gas prices will roughly cancel out the 2018 consumption boost from tax cuts.
2: Oh, thanks, loser.
0: That's right. Whatever meager benefit working families might have seen from Trump's tax scam for the rich is being wiped out by the gas prices that President Trump is responsible for. Wow. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. The Democrat leader
2: himself, Mr. Crying Chuck Schumer, not only admitted that the president is responsible for the gas prices, but also admitted that if you have soaring gas prices, then you're basically an enemy of the people. And they couldn't stand it when they were 389 and that was the highest gas they could find at that time. Isn't that funny? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you have this portion of this show to take with you and say, hey, I just want to show you something and show your Democrat friends and just say, just watch this for two minutes. And then I'd like to get your thoughts, because I'll guarantee you if you ask them before you show them the video, hey, does the president have anything to do with gas prices? They're going to tell you no. And they're also going to tell you that they don't mind paying high gas prices if it means stopping that evil, evil man, Vladimir Putin. They don't mind paying them. So, ladies and gentlemen, because of that video, you know we got to do it. Let's go ahead and get that dum-dum rolling.
4: Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs>
2: dumb, dumb award of the day goes to the dumb, dumb swamp donkey Democrats who I can literally point out their hypocrisy every day, twice a day on both shows. If I really wanted to sit down and pull up old clips, but that wasn't that old. That's only 2018 folks goes to show you how incredibly hypocritical they really are. But now you've got some ammo. Now you've got some ammo. So we're going to move on. Um, because as you know, as Biden continues, to beg for gas prices. What did, I, what did I report to you yesterday? Yesterday I reported to you that Biden was not only begging Venezuela for gas. Two days before that I told you he was going to go and buy uh, oil from Iran. And then yesterday I told you that he was mulling the idea of going and begging the crowned prince of Saudi Arabia like a peasant, weak, feckled, old, dementia-ridden man for oil. So, I think you'll find this next story pretty riveting. Just in last night, a 9-11 terrorist known as the 20th Hijacker was released from Gitmo by the Biden regime. This 9-11 terrorist known as the 20th Hijacker who was released from Gitmo by the Biden regime will be transferred to his home country wait for it ladies and gentlemen of Saudi Arabia for quote mental health treatment so here we've had this terrorist locked up in gitmo since 2001 and the day after the white house announces that they will be going to beg the saudi arabia crowned prince for oil the day after 21 years later, a terrorist known as the 20th hijacker was released from Gitmo so he can return to his home country of Saudi Arabia for mental health treatment. Do you think that that's a good idea? And more importantly, do you think that that was a coincidence? I find it kind of odd, don't you, that this is happening a day after the White House says they're going to go and beg Saudi Arabia for oil. Here's the guy right here. Look at him. There he is, Guantanamo Bay detainee, has been held at the facility since 2002 for his role in the terror attacks on September 11, 21, has been released from U.S. custody and sent back home by the Biden regime, according to the Department of Defense. Well, isn't that cute? Isn't that beautiful? Go ahead and tell your Democrat friends that as well. Mohammed Mani Ahmad Al-Waqabakabar, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I really don't care. Also known as the 20th hijacker. Was sent back to Saudi Arabia this week, where he will receive mental health treatment at a psychiatric facility. Yeah, okay. His lawyers argue that he suffers from schizophrenia from a young age, and has repeatedly attempted to commit suicide while in custody. Well, do the world a favor so we don't have to continue to pay for your life. He was a devote member, a devoted member of Al-Qaeda terrorist organization, helped hijack the planes, helped kill Americans, probably helped George Bush do it, who knows, and one day after the Biden regime tells you they're going to go beg for oil in Saudi Arabia, this loser is, is released from Gitmo so he can go get mental help. You guys buy that story? Do you buy that story? Do you think that's a little bit insane? It's the truth, and it happened. You want to know what else is the truth, and you want to know what else is insane, ladies and gentlemen? The state of Indiana right now. The state of Indiana is allowing, and let me repeat, they are allowing a leftist, act, a leftist activist organization to hold sex ed summer camps for 8 to 10-year-olds in Indiana. And they will teach these 8 to 10-year-olds how to use a condom on all insertables. And get this, if this isn't child sex Abuse, I don't know what is. Explore sensations to discover what feels good. Let's get into the story. Just when you think that the left's sexualization of young children can't get any worse, some woke lunatic, usually masquerading as a teacher or expert of some sort, comes along. A leftist activist in Indianapolis, Indiana, is hosting a sex ed summer camp that will re, uh, teach 8 to 10 year olds about woke sex ideology, transgender theory, and how to use condoms, among other disturbing things. The camp, which is being organized by a self-proclaimed children's sexual, uh, sexuality educator, Ashley Robertson, is being advertised for children in grades 3 to 5 who can be as young as 7 years old. In other words, way too young for some adult who's not their parent to be discussing their sexuality with them. Amen. Major hat tip to Choices Media Executive Director, Tony Kinnett, who exposed Robertson's event in a long tweet thread. Robertson, who exposed her, call, uh. Who calls herself, oh, Robertson, the teacher, who, who calls herself Miss Ashley, is charging $250 for the Woking indoctrination session that will cover several inappropriate topics for young children. As is always the case with radical leftists, they are playing a game of hide the ball when it comes to their insane agenda. In this case, Robertson cleverly we, um, weaves benign-sounding topics into the itinerary to mask the true perverted nature of sexualizing third graders. However, things can uh, get even more disturbing when realizing how radical Robertson and her views truly are. According to the bio on Multi Armory, a leftist progressive podcast, Robertson is a self-proclaimed expert on age appropriate education about sex and consent for children who identify as feminine, bicurious, ethically polyamorous and sexually submissive. And she's going to teach kids how to do certain things to see if it actually feels good or not, folks. Would you like to see what she looks like? Because here she is. Maybe we should be calling the state, uh, the attorney general of the state of Indiana. Maybe we should be calling the local authorities. Potty training and early sex ed with Ashley Robertson. This person needs to be in prison for pedophilia, ladies and gentlemen absolutely disgusting, absolutely disgusting, so you know what to do if you live in the state of Indiana, now, I want to end the show with playing a video from somebody I used to be really good friends with, I'm not so much anymore, not, not to say that we're not friends, just that we've got different ideas about, uh, about the way the country should go, and about President Trump, however, that's not going to stop me from playing videos from him, where he is spot on about things, and that's what I'm gonna to do today. So if you guys don't know who he is, everybody is, and their excuse, mom has been posting. Me. His name is Anomaly. Let me get the uh, let me get the full screen up here so we can actually so you can actually see it because it's a portrait video. All right, here we go. I'm gonna play this video from Anomaly. Now, one thing about Anomaly is he definitely does his research. I may not agree with him on his views of President Trump right now and what President Trump should, shouldn't have done or could or couldn't have done when he left the White House. However, Anomaly is spot on on this, and this is why I wanted to show you this video today. So let's go ahead and play the video. It's going to be hard to see because I have my side by side. But listen to what he says about Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Check this out. He's very on point with this.
1: Need ammo, not a ride. The heroic quote from Zelensky, but even Washington Post is now admitting Zelensky's famous quote of need ammo, not a ride, not easily confirmed. So far, the only evidence for this line is an unnamed U.S. official. It has not been confirmed by either the U.S. government or Zelensky's office. Always sounded like a movie script to me. The Snake Island story that Zelensky himself pushed ended up not being true, with Ukraine's government later confirming that they had all not been killed. Rather the opposite, they were all alive. Well, what about the Ghost of Kyiv? The Jesse Smollett-esque story that everybody was sharing on Instagram. The Sun says debunked urban legend Ghost of Kyiv promoted by Ukrainian government in bid to unite nation. Where the Ukrainian government posted a 38 second clip writing, people call him the ghost of Kyiv. The footage starts with a cartoon mockup of a plane before going into the debunked footage of a destroyed Russian jet. Uh What's weird is the president of Ukraine is an actor producer whose production studio, Kavartal 95, ended up working in government. Check this out. After Zelensky's inauguration, most leading figures of Kovartal 95 joined Zelensky's administration as deputy heads of the presidential administration of Ukraine. A production studio that doubles as the government of Ukraine, cool. Everybody and their mom has been posting. So I need ammo, go, not a ride. The heroic you go. quote from Zelensky. But even everybody is starting to
2: realize what's really going on over there. Now I want to say, for the people that are dying, the innocent people that are being hurt, the schools that are getting hit, and stuff like that, collateral damage, it sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't. But there's somebody at fault here. There's somebody at fault here, and there's somebody lying, and there's somebody pushing propaganda. My job is to show you all of it so you can decide who's telling the truth and who's not. I will say this, at least Putin isn't afraid to say who he really is. He might be a madman, and he might be a warmonger, but he's not afraid to say it. You cross this line, you're going to get it, period. At least with Putin, you get what you get and you know what you're going to get. When you have a president who got put in power by a coup, and he was an actor-producer who had a production company, and he brought all of those production company workers with him to, in his cabinet... you be the judge. You be the judge. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for live from America today. I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, God bless all of you. Thank you for sticking around. I appreciate very much the, uh, the rumble rants that came in. Um, Rosa, God bless you and thank you so very much. Free Spirit 1234, God bless you and thank you very much. Barb, J-S-J-1, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. It all goes to good use, folks. So remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out, sorry, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will prosper. I'll see you all tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. And until then, folks, keep smiles on your face. Love God. Spread the gospel. Stand up for yourself, be kind, be compassionate, keep your families close, and remember to focus on the, on the small things. Look forward to the small things. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m., for more Live from America. God bless you guys. See ya. Rebirth of America Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up Long as I'm bleeding, I am going to never stop screaming that we first in America